Welcome to KALA This Week. I'm your host, Bailey Winfrey. Yesterday, we got to attend the Sports Management Conference here on campus, and it was a great experience to hear about all the opportunities in the Quad Cities. Today, we will hear from all of our normal contributors. Let's jump into the first story. Hi guys, this is Abby Varkalis, and I'll be doing another scary movie review this week. So this week I watched The Lodge, and you can watch this on Hulu. Um, It's a horror mystery and a thriller movie, and it came out on January 25th of 2019, so I'm pretty late to the game. Um, It was about an hour and 45 minutes, so it wasn't that long, and it got a 74% on Rotten Tomatoes, so pretty good for my review. And then the audience score was 51%, so not amazing. Um, And then the cast included some pretty familiar faces. So, for example, it included Jaden Martell, and I reviewed a movie that he was in a couple weeks ago, and this wasn't a scary movie necessarily, but um, it was called Mr. Harrigan's Phone. And he played Aiden in this movie, and he was, like, one of the kids. And then another one that you would definitely recognize is Alicia Silverstone, and she played Cher in Clueless. So that's another person that a lot of people would recognize. She was in there for maybe about 10 minutes, though, so she didn't have a a huge role. And then other actors included Riley Ko, and she played Grace, and then Leah McHugh, and she played Mia, and then Richard Armitage, and he played Richard, which is the dad. And Alicia was the mom, the original mom, and then the stepmom was Riley Ko. So from imdb.com, they said a soon-to-be stepmom is snowed in with her fiancé's two children at a remote holiday village. Just as relations begin to thaw between the trio, some strange and frightening events take place. So this definitely had like a stepmom, like a crazy stepmom vibe type of deal. And basically at the beginning of the movie, I won't spoil what happens, but... The kids are very scared of the stepmom. They recognize things in her that really frighten them, but the dad doesn't seem to see it, and they just think that his kids are just upset that they have this stepmom. But as soon as the dad leaves and the kids are left with the stepmom at this remote cabin in the woods and it's there's a blizzard going on and everything, they all start to realize how crazy she really is, And but they can't get a hold of their dad. So this also revolved around a cult, so I'm not going to spoil that either, but that definitely has a big a big impact on the story. The thing for me, though, was the fact that it was really slow. Uh, there was a couple times where I definitely scrolled through Instagram or TikTok because I got very bored with the storyline, but there was other times where it really picked up. But I did, I feel like I generally did enjoy most of the plot, and it was definitely more of a mystery than something that was horrifying. I didn't really find it scary at all. There was no jump scares. There wasn't... I feel like you would anticipate a lot of what happened throughout the story. So I gave this movie, unfortunately, a 3 out of 10 in terms of scariness. So otherwise, though, I thought it was a good movie to watch if you're bored. And especially now that it's snowing out, it had that vibe. So I gave it a try. So I would definitely give it a try if you can. And I also thought, unfortunately, that the ending was bad. There wasn't really a resolution at the end, and I personally, when there's scary movies, I really like either a resolution or a cliffhanger, meaning that there's hopes that there could be like a second movie. So I was really hoping for that, but it definitely didn't give me that. And there's also no update that there's going to be a second one, and that was this movie came out in 2019, so probably not going to be a second one anytime soon. But overall, I would watch this just if you're bored, and I enjoyed the plot generally, so I think you will too. 
Thank you. Hello, KALA listeners. This is Anna Berry with KALA This Week. Today I am joined by the one, the only, Kennedy Kirby. <laughs> hey guys, it's Kirby. <laughs> Alrighty, so Kirby, I thought today we could talk a little bit about everything and anything college related. Um, a lot has happened since we've got on campus in August, so I thought it might be interesting for our listeners to get a little bit of insight in, into what it's been like so far here at Ambrose. A lot has happened, so and you know I like to talk, so I'm ready for this. <laughs> so how about we start with what's been the best part of the past three months here? Being as busy as I have been with soccer and school, it's like really nice making, like being able to make relationships with people on like the soccer team and all my classes in my learning community. Um, also, like just making connections with people around campus. Like it's been really, really nice to just be able to create relationships with so many different people. Mm-hmm. Definitely. <laughs> I mean, we're meeting people on the soccer field, in our classrooms, and the clubs we're joining, in the cafeteria, in the library. I mean, campus is just so, it's so small and it's such a tight-knit community and a yeah. tight family that, you know, it's so fun meeting everyone. And it is, yeah, and like, it's really nice to meet new people around campus because like, for example, you'll be hanging out with someone, you'll meet them one night, and then the next day you'll see them around campus and they'll literally like wave to you and say hi to you. And like, I feel like in other places, it's easy to just like ignore people or like people find it easy to just like act like you never met someone, but like, it's really nice to, keep seeing and making like friends and seeing familiar faces you know definitely and I think one of the parts that I've enjoyed most is also meeting those people through different things so like I like to do campus ministry here on uh, Ambrose and so meeting people in the choir for music ministry has been really fun and um talking more with like my PCM which is my peer campus mm-hmm. minister either. love you Bryn Bean Blossom <laughs> Yeah, so, and then also, like, meeting people in the CAF, like I said, or at my work. So here at KALA Radio, it's fun meeting people everywhere. Um, and, yeah, so what about on the flip side? What what would you say has been the hardest part for you so far? I would say for me, it was kind of difficult, uh, like, jumping in between JV and varsity because halfway through the season, I was put on varsity and I was still playing on JV, which, like, was a very once-in-a-lifetime experience, honestly. I would say that it was just difficult because I, like, had to leave all these people that I had just made relationships with, like, during, like, over a full month. And then the next month, I, like, had to create new relationships. But I also feel like I was grateful for that because it caused me to, like, adapt and learn how to get comfortable being uncomfortable, I'd say. Yeah. And in college, I feel like it's very important to get comfortable with being uncomfortable because we are uncomfortable all the time, I feel. (laughs) You know, we're just being thrown into new situations, like... Like, all the time. Like, the first night we were here on campus having to do laundry, like, oh we've all gosh. done laundry before in our own, like, washer and dryer, but not the campus washer and dryer, yeah. and so, you know, that's an c- uncomfortable position to be in, at least for the freshmen. That night we had to wash all the pennies for the soccer team, and so, oh, yeah. you know, that was a little bit <laughs> iffy, you know, like, are we doing this right? But, yeah, that's a great point to make, that it is, we have to be comfortable being uncomfortable in the classroom, on the soccer field you know, just walking around campus knowing that there's so many new things for us to experience, and but those new things are going to help us grow, they're going to help us build yeah. into the people that we're meant to be, and I think that's also one of the coolest things. Speaking of new things that we are experiencing, <laughs> um, I don't know if you guys remember, but I am from Mesa, Arizona, 
and it's basically the desert. Um, right now, it's 71 degrees there. Wow. <laughs> at like four in the afternoon, and here it is. Um, let's see, it's 30 degrees. So yesterday, I woke up and I look out the window, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, it's snowing." <laughs> I have never like l had to live in the snow before and like I've never just like had to go to class and it be snowing like I it was just amazing and like I know everyone I mean I guess I get like having kind of a like ugh attitude about snow when like you've lived in it your whole life yeah <laughs> but for me it's a brand new experience and I'm like so excited because like yeah it like some parts of it might suck like having to scrape the ice off my car speaking of I did that for the first time last night and <laughs> that was an experience Anna had to help me um <laughs> but uh I just feel like I'm just trying to take all these new experiences in and like be grateful for all of them because there are people that don't get to experience these new things and like I feel like it just keeps adding to my like perspective of life like you know I don't know how to explain it but it just yeah makes me more grateful definitely because and I, I get to experience all these new things definitely you know? knowing that we're fortunate and we're we're very lucky to be in the position that we are yeah. to be able to attend st ambrose university a wonderful institution yes. to play soccer to get to be getting our degrees it's, to we're be fighting bees <laughs> we're very Stingers very up. grateful yes to hear that and i think one of the coolest things you know watching kirby experience snow for the first time <laughs> is like like a kid waking up presents under the Christmas tree um yes. <laughs> that's how I can ex describe it but like for me who's lived in Iowa my whole life and you know sometimes I have the ugh feeling about like oh the snow again but like I feel like this year I've been so energized by the snow yeah. because Kirby is so excited to experience it and like I don't know it's just been so fun to watch Kirby experience it for the first <laughs> time it makes me feel like I'm experiencing it for the first time again too plus I feel like it gives you like a new perspective because you're like Oh, there are people out there that are, like, experiencing it for the first time, and, like, she's grateful for it, and she's having a great time. Like, I'm, and it makes, it's, like, the, the positivity is spreading. Exactly. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talking about positivity <laughs> spreading, I think that's a great leeway into one of our favorite people on campus. Yes. Who's this, Kirby? All right, so my bestie for the restie works in the coffee shop, and her name is Angela. Hey, Angela. Shout out to Angela, because we know that you're listening in. Um... <laughs> Um, so Anna and I talked about this yesterday and we were just talking about how like I love that every time I go into the coffee shop Angela is there with a smile bright on her face even if she's having a bad day like she just wants to spread kindness and positivity and Anna like she she said that Angela embodies this quote so Anna's gonna tell you now because I'm not stealing her quote. <laughs> yeah I think Angela embodies the quote that goes throw kindness around like confetti I don't know about you, but I guess, Kirby, like, Angela mm -hmm. is that person. Like, like you said, you walk into the coffee shop and it just radiates with positivity. Yeah. Everyone's <laughs> so welcoming. Everyone's happy to see you. They're all yes. smiling. They all want to <laughs> welcome you into their coffee shop. And I think that's the coolest thing. And definitely Angela plays a part into that. And yeah. I think that's what makes Ambrose so so welcoming and so much it's so fun to be here because we're we're welcomed and we're a part of the community and yeah. it's just because we're here and we're fighting yeah. bees and we're <laughs> willing to try new things and experience college life and i yeah shout out angela we well, love you like i just also another thing is like literally anywhere you go on campus people are gonna be so welcoming like that was one of the main reasons why i like wanted to come here so i'm like 
if I'm going to be away from home for four years, like so far from my family, I want to be in a place that feels like home. And this place does feel like home. Like literally everywhere I go, everyone's so kind. You know, ev everyone always has a smile on their face. If they don't, like, then I feel like I'm close enough to people that like I can always like ask them like, hey, are you all right? You know, I can always like converse with people. Pe the point is people are just so kind. And I go to the coffee shop like once or twice a day, um, <laughs> not always to get drinks, <laughs> but I like everyone in there is so positive, but I just really connected with Angela because she's awesome and I love talking to her about life. It's nice to go and talk to someone about something other than like school or soccer and Definitely. just talk to someone about life, you know? Mm -hmm. Kind of going off of that, like sometimes it's hard to feel trapped into like the student athlete title yeah. being a student and being an athlete you're either in the classroom yeah. or on the field in the weight room and so I think like you said sometimes it's nice to get away from that so like what are some what have been some ways that you've been able to get away from that first of all Anna you know that I like to read of course you so do. I like to read my <laughs> books um just because you know it, it's called escapism and it's nice <laughs> but also Anna and I dedicate at least one night a week to coloring so <laughs> favorite night of the week <laughs> yes, we get all cozy in one of the lounges in Bechtel and we basically like put on a rom-com a romantic comedy and we like print out coloring sheets of like mine one time was Kermit and I did Garfield too and it did Sesame Street like we just color like like children because we just need like an outlet to not have to think about anything it's so nice to just be able to sit there and not think about have to think about like school or soccer and I also feel like it brings balance when you're focusing so much in like your sport and your uh, academics it's hard to like like that's what causes burnout and I feel like definitely coloring nights and like socializing and stuff has definitely helped stay balanced you know it helps me reset it's like the night of the week that I get to reset and just yeah. clear my brain Clear my noggin. Yeah. <laughs> and I love those nights because it goes back to a thing that I know will bring me joy and happiness. Like as a kid, I would always color. That's yeah, that was same. always I loved art class. I loved <laughs> coloring during inside recess. Like that was the thing I did. And so going back to something that I know will bring me joy and happiness is like it just lights that child in me, which I think is yeah. so fun because college is about adulting. It's about growing up. It's about, you know, like we said, new experiences, learning how to do your laundry, like cooking for yourself, like planning out your own schedule. And so going back to those things that make you feel like a kid is so nice when you're so consumed by the adult world. Yeah. Also, can, can I just mention one little uh, tidbit that I feel like would make people laugh? So like, I remember I was going through my like one year ago memories on Snapchat, like a few weeks into the year or no probably like a month or two into the year and I was like hmm I come across I'm come across this video and it's me saying to my phone guys guys where do you wash your dishes in college <laughs> there's no way that I'm washing them in the sink right I'm not washing them in the sink right oh man and here I am washing my dishes in the sink yeah um yeah so I just thought that was funny because <laughs> I literally was like like, where do I make food? Where, like, what, like, how am I going to operate? But here I am adapting mm -hmm. to college life. And using those people that we've met as resources. Yeah, and literally. helping hands and yes. your motivators and your, you know they're your supporters. And yeah, yeah, it's just awesome. Yeah. Also, one other thing that I feel like we've done to get, like, even just to get off campus is Anna and I have gone to some coffee shops. Um 
off campus. Like I've been to the Brood Book, which is this really cool coffee shop that like there's all these book like books. It's basically the like walls are lined with books and bookshelves, which is I think is really cool. Like it's cool to go to like a n nice and cozy place and do your homework. And then last week we woke up at like six four. We got we left at like six forty five in the morning. And we went to three nine two cafe or whatever. I think mm -hmm. that's what it's called. Yep. It's a coffee shop and they have amazing breakfast sandwiches. And they did my, I got a hot coffee and they did like that little heart latte foam thing. And I was just like amazed <laughs> by the beauty. Yeah. And I was like, I don't even want to drink this coffee because it's so beautiful. But it was really nice to like get off campus and go. Because personally, like I study so much because that's like, like, you know, as pre-med. Yeah behavioral neuropsych I'm gonna do a lot of studying so it's nice to just like get off campus for a little bit so yeah yeah you know it's so aesthetic so in there good. it's so aesthetic you want to take so many pictures yeah literally <laughs> like you don't even want to do your homework honestly because you yeah. want to take all the pictures also their drinks are amazing too yeah we highly I recommend <laughs> I mean not as good as Angela's the drinks in the coffee shop by <laughs> Angela and it's been a fun three months that's all I gotta say it has been and like I don't know. I love it here. I love it on campus. I love the people. And like, I feel like, like people always ask me, do you like, like, do you like it here? And I'm like, actually, like, I love it here. And in reality, like, if I would have gone somewhere else, like, I'm going to run into the same challenges that I'm running into here. Yep. You know, like, yeah. school's going to be hard. Soccer's going to be hard. Like, it's inevitable. You're playing college soccer. You're, like, my major's rigorous. Like, it's, yeah, it's just bound to happen. And like, I just love Ambrose so much because of the people. Like the people were what made me want to come here. Yeah. And I, I just, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Like I had the thought, it was like, it had to have been earlier this week, but just thinking about like, if I hadn't chosen to come here, like we would have never met each other. I know, and, and Banana and I would not have been bestest friends <laughs> ever. And I think the cool thing is like, you and me met each other like what, August 6th, August 5th, somewhere around then. August, yeah, it was like, no, it was August 7th. Yeah. August 7th. First the day first of preseason. Ah. And like to see how far a relationship comes, like I was listening back into episode three of KALA this week and just like how we were talking then is like crazy compared to now because like yeah. then we were really good friends but I feel like now we know each other on a much deeper level yeah. and I'm so grateful for that and I Me think too. it's been so nice to have you to go to if I ha need help with yeah. like Anything. the adulting things or school <laughs> or soccer like I always have that person and I think it's yeah. because of Ambrose like that we were brought together and I'm just so 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 grateful for that Alrighty, so thank you so much, KALA listeners, for tuning in to this week's episode of KALA This Week. Once again, I'm Anna Berry. And I'm Kennedy Kirby. And we're, we're signing, signing off. off. Hello, listeners. You're tuning in on this week's CC Stress-Free Recipes on KALA Weekly. Today's recipe is the best sweet potato casserole dish known to mankind. Well, known to the Food Network, which inspired this recipe. It takes about 45 minutes to make, and the level is considered easy. Share this with six to eight of your friends, and you have just made them so happy and full, because this dish is filling, nutritious, and perfect. I was inspired to talk to you guys about this dish because Thanksgiving break is coming up and now is a time to express our gratitude to even greater foods out there such as this one, to our loved ones 
and to the unique opportunities we have in our lives. I wanted to express my gratitude to this magazine show, to KALA, and to my boss. Because without these unique aspects of my life, I don't even know where I would be. I would not have matured this quickly. I would not have shared my opinions so freely. And I would not have gained the confidence without these things in my life. So I am very fortunate to say that I have been granted very unique opportunities at St. Ambrose and I will continue to make the best out of everything. Now on to the recipe. This sweet potato casserole dish is sprinkled with a nutty crumb topping to create a pleasantly crunchy contrast to the creamy and soft mashed sweet potatoes down below. My stomach is already growling because it sounds so good. Sweet potato is literally my biggest weakness ever. It is the best side dish ever. The ingredients you will need are half a stick or four tablespoons of unsalted butter that is melted, three to four large sweet potatoes peeled and cubed, half a cup of milk, a quarter cup of brown sugar, one teaspoon of pure vanilla extract, half a teaspoon of kosher salt, and two large eggs. For the crumble topping, you'll need half a cup of all-purpose flour, half a cup of brown sugar, half a stick or four tablespoons of unsalted butter melted, quarter teaspoon of kosher salt, and three-fourths cup chopped pecans, if you would like. You will need a two-quart baking dish for this recipe. First, for the sweet potatoes, add one and three-fourths pounds peeled and cubed sweet potatoes to a large pot of salted water. Bring it to a boil over high heat. Then lower the heat to a simmer and cook until the potatoes are very tender for about 15 to 20 minutes. Drain and cool. Now mash the sweet potatoes. For the filling, preheat the oven to 350 degrees Fahrenheit. Butter a two-quart baking dish. Whisk together the butter, mashed sweet potatoes, milk, brown sugar, vanilla, salt, and eggs in a very large bowl. Now transfer that mixture to a prepared baking dish. For the topping, combine the flour, brown sugar, butter, and salt in a medium bowl until moist and mixture clumps together. Stir in the pecans. Spread the mixture over the top of the sweet potatoes in an even layer. Bake until mostly set in the center and golden on top, up to 25 to 30 minutes. And that is literally how you make the best sweet potato casserole dish ever. Thank you so much to tuning in on this week's CC Stress-Free Recipes. More than anything, I am so grateful for the listeners who tune in and listen on these recipes. Thank you so much, and I'll be back after Thanksgiving break with an even better and bigger and hearty and nutritious recipe. Thank you. Hi, this is McKenna Verd on KALA this week. I'm here with Christopher, the Dean of Students, to talk about Thanksgiving meals that are going to happen through Thanksgiving week for SAU students. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm doing well. It's great to be here. Thank you very much. Now, can you please tell us more about this? Sure. So, uh, this is the this is something I wanted to do in my first year at St. Ambrose, um, but being my first few months, I just didn't get it off the ground. And then COVID. My first year was 2019, and so... COVID sidelined this idea, and basically the idea is for those students who aren't able to go home for Thanksgiving, maybe because they're international students or they're out of state, or maybe they have an athletics program that they're here on campus for, that they could have a traditional Thanksgiving meal with faculty or staff on campus who can open up their homes uh, to host students. 
Absolutely. And yeah, it's a it's a fun program. I did it at my last institution, and it was a big success. And so two or three months ago, I sent out a note to faculty and staff and asked if folks might be interested. And we basically opened it up to Thanksgiving Day that Thursday, but also Friday and Saturday and even Sunday if folks were having their big meal, you know, not necessarily on Thursday. And we had an immediate response of faculty and staff. I would say there's about 15 who have lined up, including um, President Novak, uh, to open up their homes to students. And so um, uh, very, I was very excited about that response. And so we have had a slow student response so far. So we've had uh, three students who have signed up or expressed some interest. And so uh, I'm hoping that this will gain momentum. Yeah, um, absolutely. That it was announced to students only about two or three weeks ago. Um, there's a couple things that are happening. One is um, I've heard a number of international students say, oh, well, I'm already going home with one of my teammates. Uh, so they've already made plans. Or students have told me, well, I haven't made plans yet. So I'll keep you posted so there's kind of a little on both sides going mm -hmm. on first year then this is well this is the first year that i've been involved with it but this is only my fourth year at the university so uh i wouldn't be surprised if this something like this hadn't happened at ambrose before definitely, because yeah. it's a very ambrosian thing to do yeah no doubt definitely so why did you start doing this so this was something that i started doing at my last institution and it was such a big hit uh, for students and staff alike, and, and I think the staff actually loved it even more than students, that it seemed like such a great fit for uh, a place like St. Ambrose. And again, it was my first year, so I was just getting acclimated, and it was too late when I remembered, oh gosh, this this is such a great program, I'd love to do it, but I'd waited too long to get notice out. And, you know, probably on reflection, it, I probably could have pulled it off, um, but, uh, you know, I just didn't want to launch a new program so quickly and and have it not go well that first year Definitely. so this year is a important year because we we've got it you know very meticulously planned out and so we want it to be successful so that it will carry momentum mm -hmm. definitely so is that anything else you like to add at all i think that's everything i just yeah. really appreciate the coverage no, and definitely. if you are a student listening right now and looking for a thanksgiving meal uh Go to your email to the Waggle, our, our weekly, uh, bi-weekly email digest, and you can sign up there. Yeah. Thank you very much. My pleasure. This is a great opportunity to have a Thanksgiving meal while you're still on campus. It'll be a fun time. It'll be a great time. Thank you very much. This is McKenna Verde on KALA This Week. Hello, KALA listeners and St. Ambrose sports fans. This is the sports segment of KALA This Week. I'm Ryan Schistel. In this week's segment of sports for KALA This Week, it's just kind of a basic segment talking about really the mainstream sports that are still going on around the campus of St. Ambrose University, starting with the women's volleyball. The women's volleyball team in last week's episode had competed in the CCAC tournament quarterfinals where the Bees beat Colonel Stritch three games to one in that match. Since then, the Bees competed in the CCAC tournament semifinals, beating Judson three games to one in the semifinals match, and then lost in the CCAC tournament championship game in Chicago, Illinois against St. Xavier three games to one in that match. In that match of the CCAC tournament championship against St. Xavier, St. Ambrose jumped out to an early lead, winning the first game 25 to 17. Then St. Xavier had a quick answer for the Bees, winning 25-23 in the second game. 
St. Xavier then dominated the Bees in the third game of the match, winning 25-12 before finishing off the Bees 25-23 in the fourth game to be crowned the CCAC Tournament Champions. So before that CCAC Tournament match was even played against St. Xavier, the Bees women's volleyball team made headlines. The St. Xavier Cougars won the CCAC regular season, so they already received a bid to the NAIA National Tournament for women's volleyball, and because they can't have two bids to the same tournament, the Bees received a bid automatically. It still would have been nice to win the conference tournament for the Bees, but they end up just falling short, taking the CCAC runner-up, and... You know, nevertheless, the Bees will still be competing in the NAIA National Championship opening round. That opening round of the NAIA National Tournament will be played this Saturday, November 19th, so tomorrow, and the Bees will be playing Jamestown. Now, just a quick preview of this women's volleyball matchup. The matchup will be played in Jamestown, North Dakota, where Jamestown is the number two team in the nation for NAIA women's volleyball. This season, Jamestown went 31-2 on the season, winning their conference with a 15-1 conference record. Jamestown has not lost a match since playing the number three team, Midland, back on October 8th, and since then, Jamestown has been on a 12-game winning streak. For the Bees. The Bees are 24-9 on the season. They went 13-3 in conference. And like I said, they are the conference runner-ups. So this will be maybe the hardest matchup the Bees have all season against the number two team in the nation. If the Bees can pull off a huge upset up in North Dakota at the Harold Newman Arena this Saturday, it will just be maybe the biggest match that anybody on this woman's volleyball team plays in their entire lives. And this is the first time that the Bees have reached the NAIA National Tournament since 2010. So the Bees have been on a bit of a cold streak in getting to this point. But they turn it around and they have a great opportunity to go pull off a huge upset and advance in the National Tournament. The next sport I will be discussing is the SAU football team and their season just recently wrapped up this past Saturday. The Bees close out their season with an overall record of 2-8 on the year and then a 2-5 conference record in the MSFA. Their final game of the season was played against Missouri Baptist at home over at the Brady Street Stadium here in Davenport where the Bees lost a close game 42-38. In that game, the Bees played two different quarterbacks, both Joey Sprinkle and Tom Casey. Tom Casey got the start going 7-for-13 passing with 166 yards. He had a long pass of 74 yards with two touchdown passes. Joey Sprinkle went 11-for-18 with 187 yards, a long of 44, and two touchdown passes just like Casey. Ben Gilbert had a rushing touchdown in the game as Yemi Ward had two receiving touchdowns, and then Justin Wright and Ben Gilbert each had one. So Ben Gilbert has two touchdowns, one on the ground, one in the air. Justin Wright, one touchdown. Yemi Ward, two touchdowns. Joe Namio went one for two on field goal attempts, making a 22-yard attempt, and then he went five for five on extra points. So Namio alone gets credited with eight of the B's 38 points scored in this game. This game was very interesting, to say the least. It was 24-7 to late into the second quarter in favor of Missouri Baptist, but then the Bees put up 14 points on back-to-back drives, making it 24-21 to going into the half. Then, at the end of the third quarter, both teams were knotted up 35 apiece 
In the fourth quarter, the Bees added on a field goal to take a 38-35 lead before Missouri Baptist put up a touchdown to go up 42-38. That ended up being the final score as the Bees went three and out and then had a turnover on downs late in the game. And what was a good opportunity for the Bees to score, it just wasn't meant to be. So the Bees close out their season 2-8. and eight. Now, personally, I think that there are no 1-9 and nine seasons or worse for this Fighting Bees team. I think that this is a team that there's only one direction to go and it's up. I'm excited to see what the future of St. Ambrose football holds as the JV team went undefeated. So there's got to be some positive in there if you are a Fighting Bees football fan. Another thing I want to point out, I think the offensive coordinator, DeQuinn Watford, really showed that he wants to have a quarterback competition going into summer camp this year. And I think the biggest reason that folks will be able to see that is... Watford had played Joey Sprinkle. Sprinkle broke his wrist in the first game of the season as he was the starter heading into week one. And then it's been Tom Casey all the way through. But I think showing that both quarterbacks can play coming into next season, Tom Casey will be a senior, Sprinkle will be a sophomore. So I'm very excited to see who the Bees name their starter going forward into next season. But I really do. I think this is going to be a strong, strong quarterback competition between those two for the Fighting Bees. The next sport I will be talking about is men's basketball, and the men's basketball team find themselves on a five-game losing streak. The Bees come into this episode with an overall record of 1-5, most recently coming off of a loss this past Wednesday, November 16th, 96-56 at Olivet Nazarene. In that game, the leading scorer was Ignacio Dacunda. Dacunda had 14 points for the Bees Coming off the bench, he also had one assist and three rebounds for the Bees. Javen Jones had eight points, leading the starting five in scoring. He also picked up one steal on the day, no rebounds or assists though. Amari Wills and Tyson White both added seven points to the starting five. Wills had one rebound and one assist to go along with his seven points. Tyson White had three rebounds and no assists. Now, the final sport I have to talk about for this week's segment of sports on KALA this week is women's basketball, and the women's basketball team finds themselves with a 2-4 and four record, most recently coming off of a 115-107 to a 107 loss at Olivet Nazarene. In that game, it was a high-scoring affair with the leading scorer for the Bees being Abby Walter. Walter dropped 31 points on the day with 5 rebounds and 3 assists. Janie Prestigard added 21 points as Mel Stewart added 18. Caroline Cool also added 13. And then wrapping up the starting 5 was Anna Plummer with 3 points. Off the bench, Caitlin Thole had 14 points as well as 7 rebounds and 6 assists. So a great team effort by the Bees who shot 58% from the field and 37% from beyond the 3-point line. The Bees also were 69% on their free throw attempts in this game, and with such a high-scoring affair between the Tigers and the Bees, you know, it would have been awesome to see the Bees come out with this win. They just weren't able to hold on, and they dropped. Both the men's and women's basketball teams will be playing this Saturday, November 19th, with the women's team starting at 1 o'clock p.m. and the men's team starting at 3 o'clock p.m. Both teams will take on Trinity Christian at the Lee Loman Arena on campus of St. Ambrose University. Those are all the sports I have to talk about on this week's sports segment. I'm Ryan Schistel.
Don't forget to tune in next time where I will have more sports here on KALA this week. Have a great weekend. Have a great Thanksgiving. I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to KALA This Week. All content was written and recorded by Anna Berry, McKenna Verdon, Abby Varkalis, Sierra Mari, Ryan Schistel, and Bailey Winfrey. Thank you to our executive producer, Dave Baker. Thank you for listening to KALA This Week. We will be back Friday, December 2nd after Thanksgiving break.